the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. In my opinion, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And no, I'm not crazy. I know it's not Christmas time. Uh, it's about to be playoffs in the OHL. I can't believe it's it's happening. Um, and I'm really excited to catch up today with London Free Press sports reporter Ryan Payette. Ryan, how are you today? I'm great, Lindsay. Thanks for having me back. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ryan. Um, Just for anybody listening to this, you can always head over to lfpress.com or read Ryan's latest story in the pages of the London Free Press. Uh, Great article there about what we can expect, not only from our London Knights, but also all of the matchups that we're going to see in the OHL and uh, some predictions. So I think we need to focus on our hometown boys first, Ryan. Uh, Knights taking on the Kitchener Rangers. What are we expecting to see? Oh, I think it's going to be long, a long series. Um, you know, at the start of the year, the Knights were bombing the Rangers every time, scoring six, seven goals every time they played them. And then, you know, it just seemed like everything kind of shifted and Kitchener figured some things out and they won the next four. And then uh, the game was really interesting last week. Um, it was the last game really before both teams started resting some of their um you know, their star players kind of thing. And it was a 4-3 game and it was really hard fought and hard checking. And, and you know, it was, it was a really close game. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I think we learned a lot about how the teams are going to, you know, take this on. Kitchener is kind of a, you know, a, a bigger a physical team. And uh, the Knights have a lot of that high-end skill. Like the Kitchener can't match uh, Luke Evangelista and Antonio Stranges. They don't, they don't have guys like that. But, um you know, they're a hardworking team and, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And of course the big story we've been following all week is, um, who's going to be in the night's net because that's uh, a major factor. I'm glad that you brought that up because Brett Brochu, everybody's been watching what's happening with him. He suffered a freak injury against Kitchener. Um, I know he's been working hard on rehabilitation. Last time you and I chatted, we were talking about how he was gung-ho. He was going to be back in time for the playoffs. I know he is currently practicing on the ice, but what do you think we're going to see? Is he going to make a, a debut again in this series? <laughs> yeah, well, he he's a pretty determined guy. Anybody that knows him, and you know, he did say, "I will play." I remember the quote was I, when I talked to him, "I I will pl- I will be back playing before the London Knights are into their summer." So, uh, you know, he's a very confident guy, and you know, I think people know the stories. He gets to the rink at eight in the morning, and he treats it like a full time job. He's he's you know, he's there. Uh, uh, he's almost twenty years old now, and and he he's dedicated his life to this craft. So. Um, you know, and he's a team leader. He, he, he's, he would wear an A for the Knights if, if you know, goalies kind of did that. Um, but he, he I, I think, I, I, I think be, being kind of the romantic, like I like these kind of sports stories, I, I think we'll see him back. But I don't, I, I get a feeling that it won't be early in the series. I, I think it's, the, if you look, if everybody looked at the schedule, there's a big five game, uh, a five day gap uh, before game five. And it, I would think that, he would be there if, if not earlier, um, the probably you mentioned he, he's been practicing and that was the first 
real like he, he'd been on the ice in his equipment taking taking pucks but to actually get into a practice with with all the shots and the drills that come and having a push post to post and really test that ankle that's uh, that's the key and I, I I know people say well he's done it now maybe he should you know jump in there but that's kind of not the process um goaltenders have to I, I remember talking to Pat Regan uh last week when he went in the hall of fame he loves Brett Brochu and and the way he plays and and he said uh the one thing about a uh, major injury is you got to try you yourself have to trust it you have to know that you'll be able to to make the moves and, and do the things that um that you did before and it does take time so you know he's not going to get the benefit of a, a a game to he's going to have to be dropped right into this thing but i i would think that we'll see oh, the rookie owen flores uh, in that to start the series how are the boys feeling about this Kitchener Rangers matchup? Because as a fan and watching this, I'm not going to lie, I was a little relieved that it wasn't Sarnia um, because we know how the Knights fared against the Sting this season. And if you weren't paying attention, it wasn't good for the Knights. Um, so how are they feeling about facing the Rangers? And that's not to say the Rangers are not a team to be watched, but what are, what are the guys saying? Yeah, like uh, Sarnia just had a – they have a lot of young guys who sell out for offense. Um they play similar to the way the Sioux and Flint does, and the Knights struggle against those teams. Uh, Kitchener's more of a, you know, your your typical like they, they they try to get rush rush chances. They don't they don't sell out for offense. They try to protect their their back end, and um, they give up a lot of shots. They, they if if you look at Kitchener's history this year, they they, they have a bit of a, you know a, a different a mixed bag on the back end. And, and they do tend to give up 40, 45, 50 shots uh, sometimes. So their goalies are, are very busy, but most goalies uh, will tell you that they'd rather see more shots than less shots. So um, Pavel Kayan and, uh, and Jackson Parsons have, have done a good job with that and keeping it, their team in games. But, um, you know, I, I think the Knights feel like they are going to get their chances. Uh, Luke Evangelista routinely gets 10, 12 shots on goal a game against, uh, against Kitchener. I remember him telling me last week that, um, he had 19 scoring, he created 19 scoring, you know, they, they call, you know, goal and, and chance creation. Now it's part of the new analytics and all that. And he was up to 19 in a game against the Rangers. He didn't get a point in the game. And, it, you know, uh, the, the team was telling him that that was, that was up there with like what Mitch Barner used to do when, in, when he was really humming with the Knights. But, you know, I, I think Luke has to score. Antonio Stranges has to score. Uh, they're big. The Knights big. If the if the Knights big line is it's it's kind of like the Leafs. If if the big line's not going, then you don't know what you're going to get. You, you might you you may be on the wrong end of it. But if if those guys can have big games and get nine ten points uh, combined uh, with 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 McGurn, Stranges and Evangelista, then then you know I think the Knights will will do pretty well. And and I, as I said, my predict. You talked about the predictions. I I think it's going to be a long series. I picked the Knights in seven just because I think that, um, you know, Brochu will come back and I think we'll see the way he's tr put in his time to train. I think, you know, he'll win them a couple of games and there'll be an emotional lift, right? When he's back in net for the Knights that I, I don't think the Rangers, the Rangers aren't going to have that kind of emotional lift in the middle of the series. So uh, it's, it, it's really interesting. And, and as you know, Lindsay, London Kitchener, it's two of the best markets in junior hockey. And, you know, they're going in on a world junior bid together uh, for, for 2023 and uh, you know it's just exciting and I enjoy going to both both rinks and and seeing a lot of fam familiar faces there over the years and um, you know I, I and then you know Kitchener hates 
fan-wise, they hate the Knights a little more than I think the Knights hate Kitchener. <laughs> but, you know, it's always a great environment to go to the odd and, and for games three and four and probably six uh, in this series. No doubt about it. This series is absolutely going to be fun to watch if you're a hockey fan. What are the guys saying with regards to fatigue? Now, the season was kind of wonky this year because of COVID um, and games being rescheduled. And it was a lot of wait and then hurry up. And a lot of games condensed into a short amount of time. Is fatigue plaguing anybody right now? Or is it just going to be full steam ahead, do you think, once the series starts? Well, I think fatigue is a huge part of the season and they rested, uh, London rested a few of their guys, Kitchener rested a few of their guys, but you know, these guys need months, weeks off to, to get back to like a full freshness. But I, so I think there'll be a jump. There'll, there'll, there'll be a real burst of energy since it's the playoffs. And then we'll, we'll kind of see what happens as it grinds along kind of thing. But um, you know, I, I kind of talked to so many people in the last couple of weeks about what this season, the extended season meant. And especially in the Western conference, like the, the East early Sudbury went down with COVID and they missed a ton of games, but the East, because they don't have the trips to the U S that the West has, I think that was, a, that was a huge factor um, in, in, in feeling this fatigue and, and the kind of the, the jam packed schedules down because as you know, at this, when we talked at the start of the year, there was, there wasn't getting into the U S like it wasn't able to do it. So the teams had to kind of backload their 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 schedule with the games against Flint, Saginaw, and Erie, and obviously London, London, and Kitchener, and they play a ton of games against those teams. So they they've been both very busy down the stretch, and it's almost too much hockey. Like we we had the debate: is it too much hockey for for this age group? And remember, they don't have the uh, NHL when they went in the bubble last year and throughout this year. They have they have uh, the American Hockey League teams like real rich. Um, like like uh, organizational depth kind of thing where you can pull guys up. Where in the OHL it's it's not quite like that because you while they cater to the NHL teams, uh, the AHL teams um, the, in the OHL you got Junior B, but they're also playing. Uh, the Knights ran into that in the with their goaltending situation where the uh, St. Thomas and London were playing against each other, and that's all most of your goaltending is coming from that series. And uh, it, you know it's now that series is over, so it's a little. It's a little better now, but that, that it, it was crazy. And, um, you, you know, they just don't, they, they were putting guys out there and you think of Evangelista and Jared Keen, uh, especially after Mayu went down and Steklov got hurt playing 30 minutes a game kind of thing. And that, you know, if you're playing four, four days a week, that's just, it's, it's impossible to, to deal with. Um, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think at the end of the day, when the season's over, we'll, we'll be able to kind of look back and see like, well, were they able to handle this? And and right now there are a lot of guys that are, you know, struggling through this and uh, makes it really different than in years past. No doubt about it. It's been a lot of hockey and a lot of on ice time for some players. Like you mentioned, uh, you've mentioned, you think Knights are going to take it in seven. We would not be doing our jobs if we didn't talk about Hamilton there. They've been a team to watch this year, but I want to know before we talk about Hamilton, what other matchups are you going to be keeping a close eye on? Well, you know, Windsor Sarnia, even though it's a one eight and Windsor's had all the momentum and, you know, obviously I, I like to see Matt Onushka who started the season with the Knights to see how he plays in that in the playoffs as Windsor's starting goalie. Um, but I, Sarnia's, Sarnia has an amazing goaltending tandem with Ben Goudreau and, and Anson Thornton, who are both NHL prospects. Um, 
you know, they, they, they're, they're, they belong to teams, uh, the Sharks and, and Coyotes. And, and Windsor doesn't have that kind of goaltending. They, got, they just have a, a couple of veteran guys in net. And so um, I, I'm really interested to see because there were, uh, Sarnia did beat, uh, like we talk about the Knights, the Sarnia beat, um, beat Windsor four out of 10 times this year. And the, some of the games were pretty close. And you, you think Sarnia, how did they end up in eighth when they were beating Windsor and London all, all those games, right? And they obviously didn't play very well against the, the, the lower teams, but they're a young group and, and they may uh, take a bite of the Spitfires here if the Spitfires aren't, aren't careful. But I, you know, I truly believe that Windsor and, and Hamilton are, are the two best teams and, and will likely meet in the OHL final. And as much as people get excited about, uh, about upsets and the underdogs and stuff like that, the history, the, every, ever since I've covered the OHL for, for many, many years, it's, there might be a, the odd upset, but usually the top two teams end up facing each other in the finals. I'm glad that you said that. Cause I was going to ask, do you think we're going to see any surprises from these? Like you said, you think Spitfires are going to take it in five Bulldogs in four. You think it's just going to be straightforward. Yeah, I, I think so. Now I, I think uh, the one thing I saw was a couple of the matchups, like, um, like on the other side, uh, the East uh, Barry. Uh, Perry got Tyson Forster back um, from the F Philadelphia Flyers. He was up in the American League, and they sent him back at the end of the season. And so, you know, if you're just scanning the the stats and all that, it doesn't look like, um, you know, like he didn't get very many points because he only played like 10 games. But he's a major factor. Like he's a star player like Luke Evangelista or Wyatt Johnson kind of thing. So, uh, you know, that's a tough matchup for Mississauga who, who you know, if, if, you have a, if you let a guy like that get loose, I remember – when the Knights played Barry in 2013 and they had no answer for Mark Shifley until he, he got hurt in game seven, he was scoring at will almost, it seemed. And you get some of these guys, it's funny, it's Barry again, but if you get a guy like Forster that re really takes off after he's been in, back in the league, it takes a little while to adjust. And the other thing I, I, I found interesting is I really like Flint and um, I, I really like Flint and I like Sault Ste. Marie. Um, their offense is uh, really impressive, really impressive. But they're playing against uh, Guelph and Owen Sound, who I've seen a million, played a million times this year with, with the Knights. And I, I, I just like uh, Guelph, Guelph kind of had a lot of injuries that they've tried to get over. They got a, they got a great coach in, in George Burnett, who, who is it's 30 years in the league. He, he knows what he's doing. And it'll be really interesting to see if Owen Sound and Guelph can take a, a bite out of uh, – uh, out of Flint and the Sioux, who are, who are pretty high-flying teams this year. Um, if there's an upset, I, I think I, I didn't pick them, but if there's an upset on the West, I think that's kind of where you're looking. The the, the London-Kitchener thing, I think because Brochu's out, I think it's kind of like a straight-up even thing. I don't think it's as, I, I don't think it's as um, cut and dry as like, a, as, it's not a traditional second versus seven is, is what I say, but you get Brochu back in there and who knows what can happen, right? Obviously, there's no crystal ball. And just quickly, Ryan, because we are running out of time. If we do see a Spitfires Bulldogs final, who do you think is going to win and in how many games? <laughs> I, you know, I think Hamilton uh, will win and I think that'll be a great series. And I, I think it'll be six games. But, I, you know, I just just watching from afar, they, they look like a real solid team. They're not ranked number one in the CHL uh, this year. Um, and, and, you know, just with that, um, I, I don't know what the con I, I didn't see much of the East this year. It's always hard to compare conferences. You, you we, we say, oh, that team looks great. They won 50 games and then they get swept uh, by the by the West who had to fight through. Like Windsor's going to have a battle getting through the West, uh, wh whoever they whoever they have to face. But 
Um, you, you know, so I, I'm going to go with Hamilton, be a little fresher and um, a veteran, a real veteran team. And uh, I think they're going to win the title this year, just like they did four years ago with Robert Thomas as the MVP. If there's one thing I know about hockey playoffs, it's that anything can happen. Ryan, I want to thank you so much for your time today and your insight. This has been fantastic. And I look forward to seeing what happens and seeing if your predictions are right. Uh, if you've been enjoying this, don't forget, you can always head over to lfpress.com and read more in the pages of the London Free Press. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the London Free Press podcast. Until then, stay well. Stay well.